What's up? Thank you for tuning in today to Sober Guy Radio. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. And thank you to you for supporting the show. We're live at Innovations and Recovery Conference in San Diego, California, brought to you by Foundations Recovery Network. Uh, very excited to be here. Big thanks to Foundations for bringing Sober Guy Radio out. And uh, not just myself, but my wife and my two kids got to come too and hang out at the beach and enjoy some time together. Uh, so we're having a great time talking to some great folks in the recovery industry, as well as uh, in recovery themselves. And um, speaking of which... Um, our guest today, Jim Kreitler from Calvary Recovery Services, is joining us, and uh, I'm going to read you a little bit about a uh, little bit about Jim, and then we'll talk to him and uh, get to know him a bit. Uh, from his own perspective, uh, he was born in New York City, raised in Aberdeen, New Jersey. Uh, Jim earned his bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Dayton, and then pursued a master's in addiction. Uh, counseling from Grand Canyon University and is a licensed associate substance abuse counselor in the state of Arizona. Um, Jim began his own personal recovery journey in 1998 and uh, after 10 years retired from a 28 year career to seek his calling to help addicted people and uh, it's really one of my uh, favorite things to really have these conversations about um, when when people go from their own recovery to serving others in the industry. So it's great to talk to you today, Jim. How are you? I'm good. Thanks to be. Uh, thanks for being here, Shane. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm glad uh, glad to be here. So tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I know I gave a short uh, yeah. short bio, but um, um, what kind of where where did your own recovery journey start? I guess. Yeah, you bet. Well, um, I'm an East Coast kid and uh, uh, grew up in a good family. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of drinking and drugging going on in my immediate family, but I have alcoholism. Uh, in my genes, my uh, my grandfather died on the streets of New York. You know, he was a kind of an Irish drunken gambler, and uh, and so I knew I had the the predisposition. Uh, yeah. But uh, went to college at University of Dayton, and then moved out to Arizona in 1979, and tried to had always enjoyed partying, probably a little <laughs> yeah. too much, you know. But hadn't gotten in a lot of trouble, and then tried yeah. to live that. Uh, that dual life of both still partying but trying to be a legit guy you know being you, a good husband good father but did yeah. you find it did you find it um, easy to justify because you weren't like in trouble say with the law oh, or yeah. something because then I can really relate to that I never it wasn't I didn't do dumb dumb things I just never got caught thankfully right. um, so I was able to justify it very easily and, and that's how I kept score if I didn't have consequences I didn't really have a problem and yet exactly. my behavior was 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 whacked out yeah um ultimately leading those two lives becomes exhausting you know trying to be uh be legit during the day and then still doing what you do at night or whatever and uh and uh it, it became harder and harder to keep those two worlds from colliding and from crisscrossing and ultimately then in uh 1998 it became obvious to uh to my family and particularly to my wife that I had a had a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did go into inpatient treatment and uh, and had a good experience uh, in Tucson, but I didn't do everything they asked me to do when I get out. <laughs> and I lasted about 60 days and then had a pretty humiliating relapse, a crash and burn, a very public at work. Okay. And I don't wish a relapse on anybody, but that straightened me out, and I came back into recovery program, did an IOP, and just how long did, did it take you to jump to jump back into that? Was it pretty quick after? I, my relapse was only eight days, so it was oh, okay. it was very brief, but it was just 
you know, everybody at work knew I was sober now. I had been to inpatient treatment and my family and everybody. And so really I was devastated by yeah, that. It's kind relapse. of tough because like the cat's out of the bag. Like totally. I no longer have that crutch. I've committed to this and then you jump back in and it's probably a pretty big letdown. Yeah. I was filled with shame and I really yeah. considered just ending it all. And then uh, ultimately made a decision to come back and give it one more try and do whatever they suggested. <laughs> and that's really what made all the difference for me is I just did what I was told and now I've built a wonderful life of recovery. And awesome. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny when we're not, because uh, nobody, I feel like this theme keeps coming up. We've had a lot of great conversations today. And I, I've, I think I've said it probably six times already, at least, um, is that nobody likes to be told what to do in general, right? Um, but there has to be a certain willingness to maybe take suggestions and, uh, you know, to kind of circle back to your point. Um, I know for me, I think I know the right way in every way, and that tends to get me in, in trouble sometimes. So I had to learn how to um, how to take some advice and how to be willing, um, you know, be willing to listen to other people. Um, how how do you approach that? Um, from and thank you for sharing a bit about your personal um, recovery too. Um, you're you know you're with Calvary uh, Calvary Healing Center. Um, how do you address? people coming in who really don't want to be told what to do <laughs> yeah absolutely well the first thing i do is i, I kind of normalize that for them and yeah. I, I i i tell them a little bit about where my head was at at that so same you're able stage. to relate absolutely yeah, it's huge i was anxious about i you know i didn't want to quit I, I wanted to quit screwing up yeah but i also thought that a life without being able to have a drink or a little something something was gonna yeah. not maybe be worth living <laughs> I yeah. really didn't. Who knew being sober was going to be so cool? Yeah. I did know it at the time. But yeah. as I shared that uh, with them and I say, you know, that I had my own awakening and I, I'd say they're on a journey. They're on a road and to just kind of yeah. go with the flow yeah. and don't fight it so much and beautiful things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the bottom of it, uh, a lot of us are our own worst enemies, you know, um, <laughs> I can really uh, defeat my myself on my own without anybody having uh, having to do it for me. Um, where's Calvary uh, located at again? It's in sure. Calvary's in North Central Phoenix in Arizona. North Central Phoenix. Yeah, okay. it's been there for uh, for a long time, and uh, it's a it's a great little place. We've been around for f over fifty years. Great little place to get sober. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have inpatient, outpatient, the full continuum, and a, a lot of loving people that work there. Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome. Um, what is uh, so? Let me circle back to your recovery real, real quick because I think this is important too. What is what's one thing? Um, that really, that is really important to you because uh, I tend to do this. I ask like six different questions in one, so my apologies. <laughs> but um, se separating work from your own recovery, I know that that can be difficult sometimes because it's important for us in recovery to work our own program. And I know there's been times when um, I'm I'm doing service and I'm helping other people. I can tend to lose focus of that. How do you kind of separate those and, and what do you do to kind of keep that in the conscious? Yeah, it's a super point because being around people in early recovery seems like service work and yet it's yeah. what I do for a living. And yeah. I've been blessed with a sponsor that's very clear about that, yeah. that I need to do what I need to do to take care of myself and be of service to others just in my own program. Yeah. So I still have to go to many meetings a week, stay in touch with my sponsor, do all those things completely separate of what I do at Calvary. Not only not only supports my recovery, it keeps me healthy emotionally. Yeah. So then I'm available in a in a good way for people at work. Um, being in your own experience that you uh, suffered a relapse in your own your own journey, 
Um, I have a good friend of mine who recently uh, had the same relapse and, uh, you know, probably not feeling too good about it the next day. Um, what advice can you give someone out there who, who's going through something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's an important topic. We, we kind of have to dance around it a little bit when we're yeah. talking to people in treatment. The reality is relapse happens. It doesn't happen to everybody, and it's really dangerous. Yeah. Bad things can happen even that first time that you use again, drink again. Um, but what I tell people is it's a chance to just reset your program hmm. and that all the stuff that went on during the relapse or before can become a part of your story and then God in the program's hands can be used to help somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. it's really important to get back in as soon as possible. Absolutely. Start man. doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we're, what's up, Andrew? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah. You guys live on the air? Uh, yeah. We're, we're doing the thing right now, man. Yeah. Um, so if we if um, if if someone wanted to reach out to Calvary, yeah, have a seat, man. If someone wanted to reach out to Calvary um, and learn a little bit more about the program, about where they could uh, where they could reach out to anybody, uh, where where could they go? That'd be great. Two ways of doing it, and it's really the way people find treatment nowadays. Is there's a great website, calvarycenter.com. Got it. And they've got pictures and videos and information. And uh, on there is also our 800 and our local number, but uh, but really the website's a great place to start, calvarycenter.com. Got it. Uh, one piece of advice for anyone struggling out there, uh, Jim, what would it be? We do recover. You know, get help, ask for help. You can't do it alone. And if you're anything like me, you will not realize just how wonderful recovery is until you experience it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, Jim, thanks a lot for joining us today uh, live at Innovations in Recovery. Thanks to Foundations Recovery Network for sponsoring the show, bringing us out here, having a great time. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.